Welcome to Clarity and Purpose. Our world is full of people who are overworked and overwhelmed. They lose focus on what matters, struggle to find a vision for the future, and lose time with those they love. We help businesses and their teams clearly understand their purpose and help them communicate more effectively. I'm your host, James Thorne. I'm joined by my co-host, Jake Jordan. Hey, Jake. Hey, James. How's it going, man? It's going pretty good. Do you, I'm curious, when, when you know, we're working with clients trying to get stuff out there, do you ever get overwhelmed too with all like the choices and marketing and PR and all the different things you can do? <laughs> yeah, um, it's hard getting our voice and our business out there because we're in a pool of so many different types of things to choose from. And no one knows even sometimes if one's the right choice or not. And you usually end up with a lot more of your referred people that you know because you can't just trust anybody yeah yeah there's there's way way too many options like you got facebook and youtube and instagram and <laughs> emails and press releases and yeah, that's, so many, yes, you're right. yeah that's just a few i can think of right now you know it's like um but it's that way a, a lot of areas in our life right we get analysis paralysis where we're like there's too many choices there's too many choices um and, and so uh, our, our guest today, Brian Ford, actually has done the study. He's done the work and he knows that um, a lot of us are charitable people, philanthropic people. Mm -hmm. but we've got too much going on. Like there's, where do I even start, right? Do you prefer yeah. that way? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, um, I'm a, I consider myself a generous person and I love giving two things. And I, I like to say that it's not that you can't, you're just choosing not to. But the flip side of that is what do you give to? And yeah. uh, it's sometimes that's hard. And I'm like, man, there's so many things asking of you and so many things around the world. Um, but that's what's so great about this guest today and what he's created, bringing people together. So let's introduce our guests like we do every week. Welcome to today's guest, Brian Ford. Brian is in strategy at RecoverX. He is a former student athlete at UC Davis, and he's helping solve the problem of recovery from athletes. Now on the other side, in a business role. He's also the co-founder at For Purpose, a platform that's working to make charity and philanthropy more socially accepted and understood. So help me in joining our guest today, Brian Ford. Welcome in my guest today, Brian Ford. Brian, how you doing, man? Doing wonderful, Jake. How you doing? I'm awesome. I get to talk to you. So it's it's always uh, fun. We've done some interview type stuff in the past together and you're one of my favorite guys to follow around the internet. So man, let's just dive in. <laughs> um, let's do it. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's start. Uh, tell everybody what your day job is. What's, what's your title? What do you do? Yeah. So my full-time job is I am the director of marketing and business development at RecoverX. RecoverX is a sports tech, rehabilitative tech startup. So basically what we've done is we've created a hardware product that has invented completely electric cold and heat therapy. So instead of going to a freezer, grabbing a bag of ice, a gel pack, or using one of those water circulating machines. We have invented a technology that gets ice cold in 60 seconds at the touch of a button, completely electric, no cords, no ice, no water, kind of creates this new accessibility and kind of premium application toward cold therapy, which is tried and true, you know? So we're just kind of, you know, early on in our process and carving out a market, um, but really, really excited for the future. The technology is incredible. So I'm just the customer facing element of that business. Awesome, that sounds exciting. That's very cool. Um, Certainly. So, and then the second half, uh, I guess the second half, there's, as entrepreneurs, it always seems like you've got your 
hands in lots of things, but the, the other half of Brian that does what? <laughs> yeah. The other half, my better half. No. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the other half of Brian, the entrepreneur, Brian. Um, yeah. A number of different things. So what I've been doing for two and a half years, um, coming up on three years now, actually from doing the math is I have a podcast called self-improvement daily. So it's every single day, two minutes of personal development content, whether that's in a new exercise to try uh, perspective to incorporate an approach or a mentality or a mindset. There's just a lot of different ways that you can kind of uh, support some of the decision-making you're doing as an individual and professional. And so I just kind of share what I've experienced and what I've observed and people seem to like it. You know, it's, um, it's been a really good process for me to be accountable to my own personal development, holds me accountable to learning, holds me accountable to getting creative. Um, so if anything, that's been a good tool, not to mention an audience has grown around it, which has been fun, um, to be able to meet and connect with people like that. Um, so that's kind of one of the primary applications of what I do, uh, secondarily, and this is kind of on the, the newer front is I'm the co-founder of for purpose, which is a social impact platform. And the entire goal is to kind of change the conversation around charity and charitable giving right now. There's a lot of reasons why people don't feel like they can make a difference. They don't feel like making a difference or they have objections about why they don't make a difference. And we're trying to overcome those objections by making resources more accessible, by making the conversation more constructive and by really kind of presenting this conversation around social impact and social benefit in a more approachable way. So it's a big task, a big project, but we're hoping to make it an international movement and uh, we're on our way. Our beta is launched and we're learning every single day. So it's, uh, it's really exciting to be a part of that. And it just feels really aligned with what I want to stand for in my career. That's, that's a great segue to the question I was going to ask. <laughs> what <laughs> caused you to go from the day job to the other things you were doing to go, I want to start a platform about social awareness around giving and charity? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say to answer it in one word, it would be gratitude. Um, you know, I've grown up very fortunate, very privileged, and didn't necessarily recognize that when I had it and still have it. But certainly when I was a kid, I didn't recognize it when I had it. And it wasn't until I went to college that I kind of realized the full scope of everything that I've access to and the privilege that I really inherited by the lottery, the lottery of luck. And kind of in awareness of that, there's kind of two ways to respond. Either I turn my back to it and act like it doesn't exist and just continue on my way. Or I take ownership of that, be responsible for it and try and be the leader that then provides that similar opportunity for others and kind of grow my own relationship with it in that way. And I took the latter approach, if you couldn't tell. Um, and that's something that I'm, I'm really proud of because I feel like there's an ability to infuse purpose and impact and kind of social good in everything that you do, just in the way that you bring your compassion, you bring your relationship, you bring your authenticity, you know, like there's just a bunch of different things that are uniquely you um, that no one can take away from you that can make the world a better place. And um, I think it was in recognition of the privilege that I had that I realized because of all of that privilege, I actually have this elevated platform that I can blossom from and my potential is higher because I have all of that. So out of respect for all of those other people that didn't necessarily inherit what I did and who would kill to have what I have, I wanted to make the absolute most of it and doing so in a way that it was a service of those people um, that don't have what I have. So that's that that's the core motivation. Um, and that's that's what it is for now. You know, of course, there's going to be a larger passion and mission built into that. But that's kind of the selfish reason, I think, for it is just really um, to feel responsible for everything that I've received and grateful for everything that I've received in my past. We love to do work with organizations that are supporting a cause or a people group as a part of their business model. We want you to nominate a company that is doing amazing work for a cause or a people group. Now, here's what they will win. We'll be giving away our full clarity of message 
and sales funnel that is a part of our work growth plan. This is the exact framework we're taking clients through in 90 to 120 days to grow their business. This includes sessions that create a clear marketing message, creation of a lead generator, build a sales email funnel, including three months of active campaign, a full year subscription to Business Made Simple University. That's over $10,000 worth of value and prizes. Plus, we're giving away four other prizes for the runners up. So go to quirkgrowth.com slash giveaway to nominate someone or sign yourself up if this is you. Tell us about the people you help and why you would love to grow more. We are excited to hear about all the organizations that get nominated and the ones we get to help during this giving season. That's really interesting because we talked to um, Jonathan Beck on our last episode. And one of the Fantastic. major things that he listed was uh, that, that there's really two ways people look at charity and it's either guilt, like social guilt, they say, or duty bound. And it sounds mm -hmm. like you, you feel duty bound to absolutely give back with that. Is that yeah. Accurate? And it, no, absolutely. It is. And I am not alone in that. So kind of in being responsible and building this business, uh, this for purpose business, we did some market research to figure out what everyone's core motivation was. And there were four different kind of categories that came out the predominant one, if you kind of do your distribution, I'd say about 50% of people were motivated by responsibility or duty. You know, and there's different ways to label that. One way is to label it as guilt. I want to label it as responsibility and duty, um, which is just more kind of a positive way of framing it. But you're absolutely right. Like that's absolutely mine. I think there's a lot of people that feel a similar responsibility just based on the lottery of their life and where they've kind of found themselves. And and it's motivating, right? I think I think the form of it is true and authentic, and it's important to be able to get people feeling okay with that being an application. Um, and there's kind of a conversation around that too, in terms of people accepting that that is their motivation. Because you know, in the personal development space, got to really kind of cut to the core of what people want, and uh, and there's a lot of psychology built into that. So making making people feel supported about the way that they feel is a, a huge initiative of ours as well. Oh wow, that's that's really cool because as Someone who's part of the, the Story Brand Network and Donald Miller and uh, all that sort of stuff, you know, we, we also talk about all the time that you have to get to the core of how people feel if you want to move mm -hmm. them. It can't just be um, an appealing thing to move yeah. them down the road today. It's got to be something really that, that they feel and, and understand and connect with. And um, it seems like charity would be a really tough one to tap into because mm -hmm. it's it's funny, right? Because it's such a core value that's built into people in general. They're mm -hmm. just not charitable to everyone all the time. They're just charitable to the people that they want to be charitable to. Um, so how have you seen that challenge? How has that come mm -hmm. about in bringing like a whole platform around it? What does that look like for you? Well, you just pointed out an extremely important component of it, which is people are already being charitable, but they're not labeling it as charity. You know, you can bring your neighbor's trash cans in and that's being charitable. You can you can pay for your child's education and that's being charitable. We have this expectation that you have to donate to a nonprofit. And you've got to donate this much in order for it to matter, or you've got to volunteer at a nonprofit. You've got to volunteer this many hours in order for it to matter. And that's not true. Of course, those are great applications and necessary applications of charitable giving, but that's not where it ends. There are so many different pillars of impact. And that's exactly how we approach the conversation. 
because people are trying to take their first step into impact. They feel like they're disempowered, almost disincentivized to do it because it's just so overwhelming. There's too much to do. It's, and there's no real validation built into it because of the social commentary around like, it's gotta be this much, or it's gotta be this way. And so what we do is we create a safe space for people to start thinking about, okay, sure. Maybe that's the you know, 100 miles per hour version of it is donating 50K to a nonprofit that you support. Of course, we all want to do that. But what is the five mile per hour version? What's the 10 mile per hour version? Let's get people speeding up and taking steps instead of being overwhelmed by the large task at hand. And, and again, kind of the way we break that down is there's four different pillars of contribution that we found it. So the two conventional ones we've already talked about, and they're divided kind of in two different areas. Either you live for service or you give for service. So the two that we were talking about are giving, right? So you can give your resources, your money, your goods, even your education. And then the second is you give your time, right? So that's how you can volunteer. And again, the full spectrum of the way you can give your time. It can be to a nonprofit. It can be in mentorship. It can be even um, just sharing compassion with someone on the street or someone that you interact with who's a food service worker. There's ways that you can make a difference through those small interactions using your time. That's one side of it. Second side of it is how do you live for purpose? And this is what ultimately we want people to embody because it's a lifestyle and identity of purpose that are producing the results in all of these four pillars that really kind of moves the needle and makes that sustainable change. So first is in your choices. So what choices do you make on a daily basis? Are you sustainable in your habits? Do you choose to be conservative or like conservational? Are you actively choosing, right? To incorporate these things and inconvenience yourself in order to serve a greater good, right? So that's kind of the choices element. Second is profession. So what are you doing to make money that is also helping people? If you think of business, like business is a, is a transfer of value. And why can't social impact be integrated as one of the forms of value that you're transferring? So also speaking into that, and of course, you know, you could say a podcast and it's free content, you know, that could give someone exactly what they need to make a shift in their life in order to do something great. Like that absolutely applies as an application of uh, an application of charitable giving. But another application is like, if you're actually working in a nonprofit or if you've dedicated your life's work to a certain cause that you want to support, then of course that, that counts kind of within that pillar of the profession as well. Um, so that's, I mean, that's the conversation we want to have is let's not be so narrow-minded in the way that people have traditionally labeled nonprofit work and charitable giving and philanthropy in general. I think the word philanthropy has a lot of associations that kind of carry these stigmas. We want to modernize what it means to be a philanthropist and broaden it and make it more approachable for everyone, no matter where they're at. Um, because, you know, it is a spectrum and there are people that are at that same point in your spectrum. You can connect with them to feel empowered no matter where you are. It's really powerful stuff to modernize what people define philanthropy as. And mm -hmm. it feels like there's a lot of that going on in a lot of areas in our life these days. Um, modernizing terms to to fit what our, our our current status is. I mean, right now we're still kind of in COVID time. If you're watching this later on, um, do you feel like that's had any sort of significant impact on how you've approached this problem? It's been everything for me. Um, the The inspiration for starting it happened in COVID um, because I noticed I'd been observing this kind of this element of culture, which is we all want to feel important. We all want to feel like we belong. And therefore we default to materialism because that's what people usually give you credit for being like, oh, wow, you're so good. People like you, you must be valuable. You make money, blah, blah, blah. Right. So there's that whole kind of treacherous slope of that, which a lot of our economy and culture is kind of constructed around bad. Right. What I recognized was, okay, given COVID people are more conscious than they used to. People are facing the reality of their mortality. Okay. I'm going to die someday. What does my life stand for? 
people are redefining and rethinking through this state of their life because things were shifting. People were in flux. And when you're in flux, that means you have to reestablish a new norm. How can you reestablish a new norm that is more constructive and directed towards something that is important versus how it was, which is again, kind of pushing toward materialism. So I realized through COVID that this was actually a huge opportunity to be able to approach people on this idea because now people are currently redefining what it means to be alive because things are different and people don't know what to do. So the timing of it absolutely was accelerated by COVID just given the, the landscape of how emotionally we're affected by this and how we're almost more willing to receive things that are different because everything's different. And, and COVID has certainly been an element for that. Yeah, and, and times of, of turmoil are often times of the biggest change, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, what's cool is we, um, you know, we often talk about, uh, a book by Victor Frankl called man's search for meaning, uh, because back, he was back, uh, in Sigmund Freud's day, right. And Satan Freud was talking about how the chief end for humans was to get pleasure. And Frankl said, no, that, that what really matters is meaning. Meaning is what makes mm -hmm. a, a life. Um, and he, he went head to head with Freud. And you just don't hear a lot about that, uh, because I guess Freud's popularity was bigger, but it's a, it's a book I think everyone should read because it's a small, uh, old version. It's a tiny little mm -hmm. book, but it's dense. It's, it's hard to, to digest because it's <laughs> existential stuff that we're talking about. So I, th I think it's super cool that you're taking these um, conversations forward in a time that's a perfect time to take it forward. Um, mm -hmm. And so would you say if someone was trying to just jump on this bandwagon and start this journey for themselves, is micro decisions a big part of how you're trying to help people get there? Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, if you talk about the business of this, um, kind of like the core demographic, who are we trying to serve with this resource, right? Because you got to get specific. You can't create something for everyone. You got to create something for someone. Mm -hmm. So who we're trying to serve is the person that has that tickle of inspiration. They know, kind, you know, they know that their life can be more meaningful. They want to have significance. They want to contribute, but they either don't know how, or they don't know where to start. And for that reason, they don't take their first or next step in purpose. Yeah. So that's how that's how we're crafting our resource is what is your next step in your purpose journey? If it is your first step, then we have weekly challenges available. Hey, do you want to try something? And, and then almost we label something that you're already doing in your life, but now it's in the name of purpose. And then it creates this awareness of, oh, wow, maybe I can do this. Maybe I have been doing this. Okay. It's not so difficult for me to comprehend that this could be a true element in my life. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of one section of it. Then if people are farther along, and this is kind of as the resource develops too, we're going to have a database of different resources itself. So different organizations, different nonprofits, different initiatives, campaigns, marketplaces, et cetera, host them all in one place. So that person who wants to take their next step, they know exactly where to go and they know exactly what to tap into because it's no longer the analysis by paralysis of what's out there. It's all in front of you in one place. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of helping people take their next step in purpose. And then ultimately, what we do want to do is provide something for everybody. So even the people that are completely satisfied with the amount that they give back, there's nothing that we could do to change anything about their life and their significance and the way that they contribute, because either they have a lot of money and they've connected with that, they have community groups, they've connected there. What we want to do is we want to offer opportunities that can't be accessed mm -hmm. through conventional channels. So then we give people that new outlet in order to impact at a higher level than they ever have. So that's connecting people directly with nonprofit leaders, creating these 
mini mastermind and workshop groups to actually approach real problems and think through and write and kind of like start applying your skill set toward things that are important. So at that point, when someone grows to that level with like, ah, oh, there's nothing else, like you guys have been so helpful. There's nothing else that you can do. It's like, wait, there's more, right? Because we want to eventually serve everyone throughout that entire spectrum of yes, impact exists in all of these different forms and different ways, no matter who you are, no matter where you're at, but we've got to start somewhere. And we're starting at that first step. Yep. And that's kind of where we're, we're clever about the way that we actually communicate on our website. So kind of one of the core functionalities of our website is a news feed, which is we have different people in a closed end platform. So we edit the quality, make sure everything's legit. And we have people share all of the different things that they've done in the name of service, which is big and small. And then what you can do is you can go and search by keyword or by category, those four, those four pillars I listed, and you can find something that fits within your life and gives you a new idea for you to take your next step. So it's either the weekly challenge or it's crowdsourcing impact based on the ideas of real things that people are doing, right? These are real examples of real people doing real things that all exists in one place. And people are more willing to share in that way because we've created a layer of separation from person doing the act and someone reporting the act, right? There's kind of this criticism of, oh, why are you sharing what you do to help others on social media? Like, are you, do you feel high and mighty? Right. And that's, that's just kind of something we've got to work around and something we want to fix. But in order for us to, to tackle that starting today, we're creating a third party platform. People tell us, we tell on their behalf. And then it creates that layer of separation instead of me being like, or you being like, Hey, my name is Jake Jordan. And I'm amazing because I've donated this much money to a charity with four purpose can be like, Hey, check out Jack Jordan. He's an Jake Jordan. He's an amazing person who's donated this much money to this charity. And it's a totally different conversation in the way that's received. So that's the first step in kind of breaking the armor that culture has kind of put around the conversation around philanthropy. Wow. Um, but, but again, like, you know, this is a process and it's a strength in numbers kind of approach. Yep. So we're prepared to be patient. Um, but it's, uh, we were confident in the way that we're approaching the problem and the support, the support so far has been phenomenal. Um, so we're looking forward to continuing on with that. It's fantastic. So let's say you've got somebody as we're wrapping up here, we've got somebody who wants to take that step. They know they want to do something. Um, where can they find you and what would you recommend uh, as step one? For sure. for them? Step one is go to www.forpurpose.com. You can learn all about what the initiative is there. There is a tab that says join. It will tell you exactly one, two, three, what you can expect when you join. And in doing so, you give your email, you fill out your advocacy page so you contribute all the different things you've already done in your life that goes live and is shared with our community. So anyone can be inspired by what you've already done. And it's kind of this reflective recognition of the kind of the impact you've already created, which is very motivating. Then beyond that, we'll send you a weekly challenge once a week so that you have an idea every single week of how you can make a difference in less than 60 seconds, basically. And and it's the the culmination of all of that will get people and get you, if you're listening and interested, to take your first step and your next step and your next step until you're looking backward being like, wow, look at all of the things I've done. Okay, I can dream bigger. And then that's when you connect to some of the kind of more integrated resources. And, you know, we hold your hand through the process the entire way to make it as easy as possible. That sounds fantastic. Uh I myself have still not signed up, so uh, I'll be doing that as soon as we get done here because uh, I love, <laughs> love, love the idea. It's it's so awesome. Thanks, man. Uh, Brian, thanks, thanks man. for sharing just a little bit today about what you're working on and how you're trying to make this a better place to live. Yeah. Thank you, Jake. Let me know how I can be of service. Awesome, man. Well, 
the last piece of service you can do is dance with me. So let's uh, right. let's end this thing the way we do every week, right? I got some of that in me. <laughs> All right, sweet. Let's roll. Man, that was so good. I love um, the part about where, you know, the arrogant side of sharing what your gift is. Um, I love how he set that up in a way that doesn't happen. But I do like doing that because it does increase that, you know, I like to say giving is contagious. And we did this whole thing in the month of December with our team and challenged each other to post things about us giving to other things. And I told him, hey, it's not being cocky because one, I'm telling you to do it. But the other is it's it's when you see it, you want to be more generous and do that same thing. Right. So I love that he's created that on his platform. Yeah, and Brian's a really sharp guy. That's why I love the fact that he's involved in this project because he really does think about things like that to go, what's the best way to get people giving? And and he thought, you know, I'm sure he had a lot of smart people helping him too, but like that's why his platform is so cool. So I'm, I'm super glad that we got to interview him and that we are, you know, personally involved with the platform um, and, and want to see th that thing grow as big as it can go. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So hopefully your year has been kicked off to a great start. We appreciate you guys joining us. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the notification, all the bells, all the things. Um, but we'll be back next week with a fun interview. And we believe when a business leader aligns their team with their message, they become unstoppable.